Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Yeah, lots to talk about. Chris Barnsby is with us. Good morning, Chris. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. We spoke to Gary Hall Jr. yesterday. He indicated that Chicago Bull was a chance of running on Friday night at Gloucester Park, but just drawn awkwardly off the front row. Yeah, drawn the outside of the front row. So he goes from the inside gate last week, Steve, to the outside gate this week. So it's not going to be a pushover. Um, obviously, Gary Hall Jr. wasn't overly concerned with the defeat last week, naturally disappointed, but he said there were some legitimate excuses there. So he'll back up this week. Gary Hall Sr. still in New Zealand. He doesn't arrive back in Perth until tomorrow. So all the work will be done before he arrives back in town. But uh, Gary Hall Jr., he's confident that, uh, you know, the, uh, the the best is not behind Chicago Bull, but... Uh, he sort of hinted that uh, he's not going to dominate like he probably uh, has previously. So interesting thoughts moving ahead with Chicago yeah. Bull. And they've got a really good, strong bunch of young horses coming through the, the ranks as well. So life isn't going to get any easier for the Bull. Yeah. And we touched on Leverage Joe with Ernie, but he's taking on older horses. But it'll be, it'll be short, won't he? And the race just prior to Chicago Bull, the fourth on Friday night, Leverage Joe? Well, Steve, Ray Jones, his trainer, took him to Bunbury last Saturday night for a trial pre the race meeting there. It was over 2,190 metres. He rated 153 and change, and he won by over 50 metres. The, the times this horse runs is scary. Uh, he, he, you know, he may well be one of the best front runners going around. So, yeah, he's going to be the favourite. There's no doubt about it. I think the following week there's a feature race for him as well. So uh, he's got a couple of nice targets, but, uh, yeah, he'll, he'll be the favourite for sure on Friday night. And we'll talk more about that, yeah. hopefully, with Matty Young tomorrow because it's a really good card. There's a number of nice horses stepping yeah, out there Chris, on Friday night. Chris, I had a quick look at Albion Park for Saturday night and Spank, and we're all watching this horse last Saturday night. Could just take us through the drama when he was off the... Off the, off the handicap there last Saturday night. Of course, he goes around off the front line at Albion Park on Saturday night. But just tell us that incident uh, for those that may have missed it with Spankham last week. Yes, uh, Stan started race and he was off the, the, the back mark of 20 metres, co-back mark with Turn It Up and unfortunately the 10 metre line, uh, which featured his stablemate Lilac Flash, he was just a little reluctant. He was backpedalling uh, a few times and then an assistant had to go up and, and lead him forward. But uh, when the starter said go, he went in reverse, uh, ultimately Lilac Flash, like he had, had been doing previously. And uh, with Spanker making such a good beginning, their carts just became tangled up and uh, they wiped each other out and both drivers were dislodged. No harm done to either driver, Angus Garrard, who was on Lilac Flash, and Kylie Rasmussen on Spanker. But it was just a really unfortunate incident. But... One that uh, was just, you know, you know, just a miracle in happening uh, the way it did. So, look, he, he took no harm uh, from that incident last week. He'll back up on Saturday night. Important to point out, it's a mobile start race on Saturday night as well. But it just wasn't the, the ideal start point for his Queensland campaign because that race was going to be all important. That would have told us whether he would go to the Redcliffe Cup. So that may be unlikely now uh, in a couple of weeks' time. But uh, we'll know a lot more after Saturday night. But just really unfortunate and what transpired there on, on the weekend. Will he be a clear favourite Saturday night, do you think? Yeah, I think so, Steve. Yeah. Uh, you've, you've only got to look at the record and it speaks for itself. So back to the uh, the mobile start conditions. There's a couple of in-form horses there, but uh, class is going to carry him a long way, so he, he'll be in the red for sure. Mm. And Chris, um, King of Swing, he'll obviously be really short, but just good to see a pacer have his quality at Menangle on the weekend. 
Yeah, absolutely. Fresh off that trial uh, this day last week, and uh, he's back in action. Uh, a couple of handy ones in, in that field as well, but we all know the class of King of Swing, and uh, he's going to be uh, a very short price favourite. Interestingly, uh, they, they go to 2,300 metres first up, so they're looking to give him at least two runs down there in Sydney before he makes his way to Brisbane. He's got the two main races up here being the Sunshine Sprint and the Blacks of Fate, but he resumes on Saturday night. It's a front row draw, obviously, and you would expect him to find the front at some stage and uh, the reports coming out of that trial last week were good and subsequent to that his work since mm. has been really good probably still still on the chubby side a little bit but uh, plenty of time to uh, to work that excess fat off and uh, get him trim taut and terrific before he heads north chris we we're hoping to speak to peter Gregg first up but we're going to head to new zealand to speak to our first guest this morning he's online now yeah, really interested, and uh, I'm sure he'll be paying attention to King of Swing on Saturday night, but we're going to catch up with Jamie Dernberger-Smith, who's the racing manager for Summit Bloodstock, and haven't they had a big couple of days? Uh, more winners yesterday, but uh, most importantly, their standout performer, in my opinion, made his debut on Aussie soil last Friday at Goulburn. It was just a, uh, a ho-hum meeting there at Goulburn, south of Sydney, and he absolutely lit up the track. We're talking about Spirit of St Louis, a high-quality Kiwi pacer that's now under the care of of Luke and Belinda McCarthy. He's been touted as a Queensland uh, Tab Constellations contender, but he was just stunning the way he was able to make his debut. And the man behind Summit Bloodstock is joining us now. He's a Queenslander, or he's based in Queensland, but he's currently in New Zealand, but we've been able to track him down. Jamie, good morning. Good morning, Chris. How are you, mate? I'm really well. How excited were you following that first up performance there last week by Spirit of St. Louis? Uh, he's a pretty special horse. Um, for us, we do a lot of the replays and he's clocked the fastest we've ever clocked out of New Zealand in the last 18 months. So, yeah, we're pretty excited about him. Um, his turn of foot is just, you know, it's mind-boggling. He, what he did his third quarter, 26-2, just on the bridle. Yeah, he's a very, very nice horse. You've outlined before, you, you guys clock each and every horse that competes basically in the Southern Hemisphere. So this guy obviously would have, you know, lit up the radar a little bit with you and uh, your, your partners involved with Summit Bloodstock. So how hard was it to track him down and, you know, secure the ownership of uh, Spirit of St. Louis? Uh, so everyone in New Zealand would know that we're very, very good. Uh, and Trevor Casey for a good year. And then it's come about where Trevor sent me a message on Twitter and just said, hey, mate, he's now available. Uh, wasn't cheap, but looking back now, yeah, we're very, very excited, very happy about it. Yeah, and he went into that race without a public trial. So in many ways, that was a trial in, in some part, without being disrespectful. But he was just brilliant. 55.2 mile rate, his last half, 27.1, So that speed that you've been clocking for so long was very evident there last Friday. Yeah, yeah, and he's been working with running for the line together. So for him to be able to do that, we definitely know he's up to that quality. Uh, it'll be exciting. It'll be more likely to get an invitation to the Rising Sun, and he'll be able to show it. Hopefully, we draw one. Okay, so the so the Rising Sun's the main target with him. Um, where do we go next? Does he have another start in Sydney, or does he come straight to Brisbane now? No, he'll go straight to Queensland. Um, race on the 19th there. He's a, funnily enough, he's a band zero. He's um, going to be starting in the qualifying, but he'll be pretty electric. And, yeah, uh, hopefully that'll secure him around in the rising sun a bit of 
Well, as we know, four invites have been issued. Uh, we've got Expensive Ego copy that. They're both confirmed and accepted. And the three-year-olds have also been confirmed and accepted in Krug and Pat's Beach Storm. Expensive Ego is a stablemate of Spirit of St Louis. So does that mean there's a chance that, you know, we could be looking for a driver for Spirit of St Louis in the rising sun? Yeah, I'd say that would definitely be the case. I'd say Luke would definitely drive Expensive Ego. Um, We've got, we just leave it up to the trainers, let them train the horses, let them slide the horses, and we just go for the ride once we find the horses. So I'm sure Lukey will make the right decision and the best person on that he feels. I'm tipping your phone's going to be rather busy in the lead up to the rising sun. I'm tipping a number of drivers will be uh, making contact. <laughs> oh, yeah, this, this phone just never stops. <laughs> never stops. I'm not what you're into. Uh, Jake Webster and myself, we started this 18 months ago. Just and expect that I'd A, be able to quit my job and do it full time, which I did a month ago. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's been a ride. So, how many guys have you got involved with Summit Bloodstock and, and just with Spirit of St. Louis? How many people have you introduced for this horse? Oh, there are a lot of people in Louis. Um, there's probably around about maybe 20. 20 bikes in there, plus our son Bloodstock. Um, there's myself, Jake Webster, Nate and Tommy uh, in Summit, and Jack's parents. They helped us out from the very start, so they've gone along for the ride with us also. Um, and, yeah, we've got a lot of brand-new industry owners now. There's be over 150 brand-new. Three of them yesterday, first-ever winner, second-ever starter, Rock and Roll King, Storm and Home from last. Um, yeah, you can't pay for excitement. They're just... And with all these owners that you've introduced to the sport, are they based primarily in Australia or is it far-reaching? Uh, we've got people from Norway, Langkawi, Malaysia, New Zealand, America, Canada, just everywhere. We just yeah, we just that's yeah, amazing. Talk to people. Yeah, it's, it's been a wonderful little ride. So as far as the technology is concerned, you'd have to be right up to speed with all the technology to keep everyone up to speed with all the horses that are racing here, there and everywhere. Yeah, so we do uh, my stable every Monday. There's a little shout-out to my stable. Um, yeah, so every Monday we do pre- and post-race um, reports as well. So just keep everyone... Updated, otherwise the phone would not stop. <laughs> okay, so how many horses are on the books right now? Uh, we've got 97 now, so we started off with 18 months ago with Restart Sam and My Bell 80, and just from that moment it just went into a crazy snowball. We've bought three in the last 24 hours. No Kiwis, unfortunately, yet, but we're in talks with a couple. Um, myself and my partner, we're going to be staying with Trevor Casey. Uh, tomorrow night and the next night, so we'll be talking about a couple of his runners and see if we can secure a couple more carries. Okay, so 97 on the books and you've got a number of trainers. So how do you find your trainers, or do they find you? No, nah, so the way it works is um, Jake and myself, we sit down with the other guys at Summit and we just go through the horses and we look through the profiles on every single trainer in the Southern Hemisphere. We work out what we think the horse would be best suited, so... We select the trainers from that, that point. 
Okay. So the rock and roll king who won here in Brisbane yesterday, you sat down, you had that meeting and thought he would be best served here in Queensland, and then you've come up with Jack Butler. Yep, that was the case. Um, well, we've got Lavaza with Hayden, and they're Hayden and Brendan are really good friends of ours. So we were going through the horses and the rock and roll king. We thought it'd be best suited with Brendan driving, an aggressive driver. So that's how we come up with that option, going to Jack. Okay. And, and as you said, he was storming home yesterday. It was it was a terrific performance because he was caught wide early. He only basically got in going past the bell and he was still last at the home turn. That was only his second start here in Queensland yesterday. Uh, the future looks bright. He looks like he's going to be a fun horse. Yeah, he'll definitely want to run through the first. I know he's not first up, but I know we know he's way better in front. So now that he's or getting through hard fitness, He'll be way better once you can get the top again, I think. Okay. And you also had uh, success yesterday, first up in Sydney with Chiller Bay. Uh, that would have been very satisfying, no doubt. Yep, yep. yep. Chiller Bay, um, uh, one of the owners in New Zealand. We just contacted him and Mitchell Robinson and said, can we do a deal? It took a fair while to get him. We've, we've always liked him. He, um, you go back to his replays, he runs second at Jesse Duke. He was stone by off last and Jesse Duke was leading and probably peeled six lengths off him like and from that moment we knew we definitely want to get our hands on him um he's a little bit of a rough gated horse at the moment looks good some some tinkering on him but yeah he's going to be a lot of fun and we also had um ellen Blarley and blake jones uh got baker creek over the line last night as well she was a relatively cheap purchase 50 starts anyone one race but we'd always loved her she had that demeter form which um most people know that we sold demeter over to america has done a massive job so yeah we're pretty excited it's been good Okay, and she rated good time last night, which is valuable long-term for Herb uh, Baker Creek scoring there at Wagga. So with almost 100 horses on the books, uh, the bulk of them, is it fair to say, are based in Sydney with, with Luke and Belinda? Yeah, well, most of them are with Luke and Belinda. Um, I'd say we've got about 30 there now. We had more, but um, Luke likes to move them around, so we just give Luke the freedom to ship them up to Queensland and send them to other trainers. Um Known Luke since I was really, really young, and yeah, he saved my bacon one time. Um, said to me I should claim October Sun, and he's done a great job for me. So always trusted Luke, and yeah, Luke's been fantastic to us. So we've supported him pretty hard. Um, but we also have uh, half a dozen horses with Jack Butler, Ronnie Salas, uh, Ben Yule down in Tassie. Does a great job. Uh, Emma Stewart. So. There are plenty of horses around. <laughs> All right, and you're expecting to play a big part during the carnival, so does that mean there's going to be a lot of extra people coming to Albion Park through the three nights of the carnival, July 10, 17 and 24? I would want to hope so. <laughs> <laughs> a party atmosphere by the sound of it. Well, that's what we're in it for, isn't it? Just get all the boys together and get down there and the ladies and then just go and have some fun. That's the plan. That's why we bring these people on. Um, be talking to people to try and get new people in the game because you can't pay for this excitement. Like yesterday, there's three guys that are rocking king. They're just going crazy. Like, and, and this is what we feel, and we want everyone to experience this. So, with a bit of luck, we'll be able to keep growing and keep snowballing, get to 500 horses, which is the the goal, and then yeah, just sit back and have some fun. Okay, a couple of things to come out of that. Uh, just on 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 the the makeup of the the people involved, uh, are, are you finding there's a lot more females that want to be involved in in harness racing ownership? Yeah, so we've probably got about um, twenty female owners. It's 
only at about 10%, but that's still great, like getting them on and then they talk to their friends and their friends and that's pretty much how we've grown so quickly is just the, the word of mouth and getting winners. So, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And if people want to get involved and find out more, you're very vocal through the social media scene, all forms of social media, so you're easy to find. Yeah, yeah, you just head over to... The easiest way is just Summit Livestock on Facebook. It's very simple, just send us a message. We get hit up a lot during the week. We'll only fly within an hour and then we'll chat about it and just go through. We have a lot of people that are in and have only got 1%. Like, we don't really mind. They, they usually just come to us, the... Getting the owner's part isn't the hardest part. It's finding the right horse that is definitely the hardest part. That's our bottleneck for sure. Okay. And you mentioned the target is 500, so you're basically sitting at 100 now. Have you set yourself a time frame to reach the 500 mark? No, not really. Um, we're just going to just poke off and just do what we do and just keep trying to find the right one. Uh, it, it always comes in waves. Last month we didn't buy a horse. Month before, 14th. We, you, can't, uh, you can't factor it in. Okay, well, it's certainly making big waves, no doubt about it. And when you've got a horse like Spirit of St. Louis uh, on the books and looking as good as what he did last Friday, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of interest. So we look forward to seeing Spirit of St. Louis in Queensland for the carnival. The Rising Sun's the main target there. If he goes well there, do you look at races like the Sunshine Sprint and Blacks are fake? Most definitely, most definitely. Yeah, Luke will definitely look at that. Um, it'll all depend on the run. Luke every week to week, we don't... Um any pressure on him to do mapping out plans or anything like that, we just let him train us and yeah, that would be lovely like I said, Jake Webster and myself have both never won a group one so yeah, we, we definitely want it <laughs> Okay, well, it could be uh, exciting times at Albion Park next month during the uh, the constellations. Jamie, really appreciate the time. Continued success. Can't wait to see Spirit of St. Louis up here in Brisbane. Good luck over there in New Zealand. We'll see you trackside when you get back home. No worries. Thanks, Chris. We'll see you on the 19th, mate. There's Jamie Dernberger-Smith from Summit Bloodstock joining us. So uh, they share in the ownership of Spirit of St. Louis. And uh, as we just heard, there's close to 100 horses on the books there. But uh, they're easy to find through social media. And uh, they're, they're providing plenty of opportunities for people to get involved in harness racing ownership, not only here in Queensland, but right throughout the Southern Hemisphere. And uh, I, I didn't mention it, but uh, Jamie also sells a lot of horses to North America as well. So you can find them on the social media sites, Summit bloodstock s-u-m-m-i-t so let's find a winner for tonight at redcliffe i was hoping to chat with peter greg this morning but obviously he's just caught up quite busy he's got eight runners tonight at redcliffe it's a good program because we've got heats of the garrard's redcliffe yearling sales series for the three-year-olds manila playboy who won the two-year-old group one feature last season he steps out going around in race number four so he is going to be at a very short quote the man that's done all the form for Redcliffe tonight is joining us now online, Darren Clayton. Darren, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Chris. Good morning, listeners. Interesting chat there with Jamie. Yeah, it certainly is. It's certainly sprung up for him. I know uh, it's interesting him mentioning October Sun there, where it all sort of started for him, and he's had quite a, a bit of luck there along the way. It's funny, there was a period of time where he, he did have a, a big run of, of bad luck and nothing sort of seemed to go his way and he, he stepped out for a while but he's come back bigger and better than ever and um, plenty of plenty of rainbows and pots of gold ahead for them, no doubt. It's uh, 
amazing the amount of horses he's got on his books and if just following uh, each each horse that they've got they they post a winning picture of everyone and, and keeping a tally of their wins on their um, Twitter account it's just amazing the amount of horses that and where they're running and winning at it's they really are to um, you know they've put in the hard work and they're putting the money in and they're getting the rewards mm. and just the hard work uh, the fact that they're clocking nearly every Every horse that competes uh, right throughout the Southern Hemisphere, that, that's a arduous task right there. Oh, it certainly is. And, and the amount of video replays that they're going through and, you know, it's, like I said, they're getting rewarded for their work. They're, they're putting plenty in and um, it's it's good to see and, you know, really good to see that they've got a, a, a potential top liner in the, in the shape of Spirit of St. Louis, but plenty of nice horses coming along the way. That win yesterday of the Rock and Roll King, that was a that was a pretty impressive victory in its own right. Yeah, absolutely. You just don't see horses sort of put in a position like he was. He went forward, he got trapped deep, so the driver elected to wheeze, and he only basically got in just going past the bell, and then that three-wide line started. He, he joined it, and then he was still pretty much last at the home turn. Widest runner, and uh, to, to round them up like he did, uh, I think he'll be winning a few more for sure. Yeah, definitely, and made even more painful for me is the fact that I was on captain's pick and I thought he was home and then all of a sudden I saw this flash of horse down the outside and not to be a a Mm. very strong win indeed yeah absolutely the big races are just around the corner Darren we saw a couple of derby prospects strut their stuff yesterday at Albion Park uh, up from Sydney cashed up from Bathurst your uh, old stomping ground and and what's up sunshine what did you make of those two efforts yesterday from those three-year-olds I thought the, the run of cashed up was good the way um, just allowed, you know, a little bit of time to balance up. And then when he really was asked to go, he put them away in pretty good order. And um, to, to put the margin up, he did. It was 30-odd metres. It was a, a pretty impressive victory first up. Um, he came through his grades pretty well <laughs> earlier in the season, tackled some of those big three-year-old races. And he looks to be certainly well on track for those derbies. What's up, Sunshine? I thought that was probably maybe even just a little bit more impressive than cashed up. The fact that he hadn't been to the public trials, um, first up since uh, a, a few months back, and to do what he did there against some, you know, pretty pretty good horses in that field. Obviously, he needs to take that next step again, but he's shown right the way through that he's a, a very handy horse and he's not going to be out of place at all. Yeah, absolutely. We've got a cranking card at Albion Park on Saturday night, and those are two uh, young races uh, for the two-year-old, which is the final race, and that three-year-old race, they're, they're outstanding fields with plenty of depth, so really looking forward to them on Saturday night. But uh, we'll wait uh, until then. Let's find a winner for tonight, Darren. What's the best bet on the program? Yeah, I thought it came up in race number three, horse number one, Jillaby Jackpot. Uh, returned from a spell three runs back with a good win. It's gone to Albion Park at his next two and drawn wide gates, which haven't helped him at all. Comes back to Redcliffe from gate one. I think he gets every opportunity to win this race. Uh, so that is race three, horse number one, Jillaby Jackpot. OK, so race three, number one, the best bet. We mentioned Manila Playboy going around in race four. Throw some numbers at us for the quaddy. Races five, six, seven and eight. Heat two of that three-year-old series is race number six on the program. So just on race number five, how do we play this uh, opening leg of the quaddy? 
Yeah, I thought uh, number three, Kendi's Butterfly. I marked her on top. Um, just concerns about how much work she needs to do early. If she doesn't have to work too hard in those early stages, she'll certainly be hard to beat. Danger's number one, it's Megs, and number seven, Rockin' Down Under. The second leg, race six, the second uh, heat of this three-year-old series, she's Miss Devine, certainly gets every opportunity to win this from gate one. She's had a... Um, Eight starts back this season. She's won four of them. Comes up with a good gate here. Looks pretty hard to beat. If there is a danger, perhaps number two, Nick's pick, or number seven, TJC, would probably be on the back of She's Miss Divine. So go there, one, two, and seven. Third leg, race seven, I've put Sir Bulski on top. He's in great form. He's won four of his past five starts and, and backs up from an all-the-way sprint trip win last time out. I think he can be too hard beat there and happy to play him one out I thought he was a good thing Sir Bulski number four in race seven and in the last leg I thought there was probably two main chances here number six Misty Creek he'll he'll run in a odds on quote um, he's had three starts for Lola Wideman comes up here with a wide gate that's just a little bit of a concern but he looks a very smart two-year-old in the making so um, he's certainly going to be hard to beat and R11 R drawn one position inside him he also looks at a pretty handy two-year-old in the making so we'll go five and six to bring it home okay so just repeating those quarter numbers for darren tonight first leg numbers three one and seven the second leg numbers one two and seven four only in that third leg which is race number seven sir bulski and we bring it home with numbers six and five so eighteen dollars for a hundred percent so hopefully that's uh that's very uh achievable tonight the quarter yeah, it certainly looks that way. There is a few shorties on there, obviously highlighted by Manila Playboy. He'll be um, very, very short quote, but he looks uh, looks like he's already got a, a hand on the on the trophy for that three-year-old final. He's three from three at Redcliffe, comes up with gate one, and off the back of that triad victory where he put a 13-metre margin on some pretty handy horses, you can't really see him getting beat tonight, bar bad luck. Yeah, absolutely. Darren, as always, really appreciate the time and insight. Best of luck tonight. I'm sure you'll have your blue shirt on tonight. I've got it on right now. Hopefully. Take it off. <laughs> <laughs> we'll chat uh, next week. Thanks, guys.